This episode is brought to you by 1010. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly and sustainably sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful diamond ring, launching exclusively on January 18th at BlueNile.com. This exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings launches on January 18th, and you can preview it exclusively at BlueNile.com. You are Locked On Jags, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Urban Meyer interviews Raheem Morris today for the defensive coordinator position in Jacksonville. This is Tony Wiggins with your Jacksonville Jaguars report here on Locked on Jaguars. Urban is hired, and now the staff is starting to at least get some names where uh, you can say it's going to take shape. Uh, to, today or tonight is Raheem Morris uh, coming in, the uh, interim Coach of the Falcons last year, defensive coordinator at a couple of different spots, as well as a former head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Great communicator. His, 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 it all starts from the back end with him. But Raheem has coached uh, even the offensive side of the ball in the National Football League. He's shown uh, a versatility and being able to play in a 3-4 or 4-3 front does not matter. They just uh, There's a theme here where guys are getting interviewed that – know how to use guys in different positions. Another name that was brought up is Joe Cullen. There's thought that Joe Cullen, who's the defensive line coach for Baltimore, is either thought to to be another candidate for the uh, defensive coordinator position, or I don't even know if his, his contract is up in Baltimore. Maybe he, he's, maybe he's going to be a co-defensive coordinator or uh, even the defensive line coach here. But that's another situation where you see a guy who has coached multiple fronts, three, four, four, three, hybrid, different looks. So you see there's a theme here, and the theme is is that you're getting guys that aren't locked into a shell defense, even though most coaches have, if they had their preference, they would have one one alignment um, and, and come from that base. But I like the fact that they're, they're interviewing guys that have done multiple things. There's rumors that Chris Ash will join their staff. Texas defense coordinator will uh, maybe the defensive back coach here in Jacksonville guys that urban is either either familiar with and I don't want to assume that he's not familiar with guys just because they haven't you look up Wikipedia and you don't see him on his staff it doesn't mean that they haven't at some point had a long uh, relationship because trust me when you coached college football at a high level like urban Meyer you get visits from NFL coaches all the time and vice versa during the during the process Guys just know each other or they may have a connection through someone, whether it be a former player or a former coach. But then again, in this business, guys just know each other. They just they really do. You know, I haven't worked in Houston, but I'm friendly with a lot of guys who do radio and talk sports in Houston. Doesn't mean that if you look up on Wikipedia and you never saw us in the same place that we don't have a good relationship. We do. So it kind that's kind of how it works in the coaching profession. You guys got to remember it's a fraternity. So. You can also just admire a way a guy has always done things. And, and and Urban, by being out of coaching, has probably watched a lot of football and watched 
a lot of the way, even if he may have been looking at his former players. You know, listen, maybe I'll peek in on this guy and see how he's playing, or this guy and see how he's playing, or maybe he was looking at the other team and he noticed some good traits. You never know where the interest comes from, uh, but I, I do like the fact that there's a mix of guys that he knows, guys that he trusts. Uh, Chris Ash is great to me because you go back to when Chris Ash was in uh, in Columbus with Urban, the defensive backs. I mean, Ohio State, they have produced a lot of defensive backs that were NFL ready. And 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 I think what that is is when you have a young team, stuff like that helps. The teaching aspect of it all helps. And uh, certainly the, the, the staff isn't, uh, you know, finished yet. You know, we, we still have to see where he's going offensively. We've had names mentioned like Scott Lenahan, and I know that drove a lot of people crazy because – it seems like Lenahan has kind of bounced around and hasn't really done anything since he had Randy Moss and Chris Carter and that crew. So, you know, folks kind of – but like I said, you never know what, you know, what role or, or what exactly, you know, Urban's going to be asking guys to do. So, uh, kudos to uh, everyone covering this, by the way. A lot of people have been all over, you know, the staff hires and, and what may happen and, because people just want to understand the direction of the team. Me, I'm sort of just kicking back a little bit, and I'm waiting on Urban to just get it all together. You know, at some point, and I know it's hard to do this in Jacksonville, but at some point you just got to trust somebody. You got to trust that uh, since they've gone in this 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 big-ticket CEO direction that that guy knows what he's doing and he's going to build a good staff. I also believe, you know, the rumblings that this is a destination place for a lot of coaches because people want to attach themselves and their careers to winners, right? I've heard the name Anthony Lynn uh, to be the OC. And uh, I know Anthony Lynn is a great running backs coach, and he's also a great leader of men. So, you know, it'll be interesting to me to see what he runs because he's a run-heavy coach now. He got criticized a lot in, 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 in with the Chargers organization because people thought until they got Justin Herbert that they were too run-centric, and even sometimes they were still too run-centric even with – Justin Herbert, but you you see the 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 leadership. You see uh, when Urban says he wants to give his guys the best and he wants to take care of his guy. Well, you get coaches like that. You get coaches that care. Now they're gonna grind on these guys like Urban, and that's a quote from the, the press conference that I heard Urban say. We're gonna grind on them a little bit, but he also hinted that he's gonna love on them. He's he also you know sounds like he wants to make them all a bunch of money and and build their brands up. And the way you do that is to win. The way you do that is to win. I wish they would have thought about winning more uh, back in the day because we wouldn't have all of these guys struggling to get into the Hall of Fame, you know? Even though they had a couple of good years early in the franchise, I don't think they won enough, and by them not winning enough, they you know, there wasn't enough, there wasn't a lot of, of high-profile sort of coverage from around the, the NFL. It's unfortunate that that's – the way it has, has to be for guys to get their due. But unfortunately, that's just the way it is. And Tony Baselli, we, uh, he's up again, folks. Tony Baselli is up again. Jaguar great. Tony Baselli is a finalist, and we shall find out within the next 18 hours or so if he actually gets over the hump and makes it to the Hall of Fame. I'm going to discuss that a little bit and talk about him. 
a lot and then talk a little bit about Jimmy and Fred also a couple of other guys and how I think Tony getting in would really really benefit those guys because I think it breaks the ice I'll do it in just a second here on Locked On Jaguars on a, on a Tuesday when it comes to getting in shape nothing feels as good as that feeling of accomplishment of hitting your fitness goals and feeling great about yourself talk about hitting new fitness goals this year all you want to but you got to get up and do it and echelon is what can get you there echelon offers the next generation of connected fitness bikes fitness mirrors rowing machines and the echelon stride smart treadmill no matter what your favorite fitness activity echelon gives you a fun and challenging workout from the comforts of your home the ex7s is echelon's latest state of the art innovation that takes cycling to the next level the EX7S Connected Bike is built with performance, flexibility, and durability in mind. The EX7S is the bike for competitors at heart. Go to echelonfit.com slash locked on. That's E-C-H-E-L-O-N fit.com slash locked on. Let them know this is where you heard about Echelon. But that's what you need to do. Enter that promo code. All right? And you can get going right now and you can try an Echelon Fitness Equipment at home for 30 days. All right, man. So we're talking Hall of Fame. That's right. It's time for the Hall of Fame vote again. And uh, the Jaguars own Tony Baselli is up once again as a finalist. And we'll find out. It's, it's a tough sled, man. But I really do think he has a good chance this year. He's, um, you know, I hope they don't just decide to take one guy from a position group and it leaves it up to him and Alan Fanica because Alan Fanica has this really, really I don't think Alan Fanica was ever as good a player as Baselli, but he has this long list of pro bowls and all pros and all of this stuff. And he has this really, really long career. I think they both should get in because I think Fanica was right next to Steve Hutchinson during that era as the best, two best guards in the league. Uh, you know, I, I hate the fact that, you know, it, there's numbers because Charles Woodson is a shoe in everyone. Everyone knows that. So uh, there are a couple of guys that are going to get to get in right away. And, and, and then you're going to leave uh, some positions for guys that are still trying. And Tony, from what I hear, got really, really close last year. And I think this is the year that he, he was a great player, man. He really was. He was a great athlete. He was nasty on the field. He was always prepared to play. Uh, he he beat up on some of the best uh, that there were. And then the thing about Baselli is his peers, other players. And I've always told people this. I will listen to other players. Imagine this. Imagine you – imagine a different sport. Imagine if it's boxing. And there's a fighter. Everybody goes, oh, some people – he's polarizing. Some people like him and some people don't. But then every time you ask an opposing fighter, someone who's actually been in the ring, either with him or just knows the sport – and they tell you that that guy is absolutely great. I imagine still not listening. You're not the one that has to go in there and get beat up by him, but imagine debating whether or not that guy was great. Some people aren't debating the merits of, of Baselli's career. They're, they're debating the length of it. And they're wondering if, if a guy – but the president, precedent has already been set with Dwight Stevenson, uh, of course, uh, Terrell Davis, and the, the late great Gail Sayers as well that doesn't matter how long it is. This is about how how great you were, even in a short period of time. Tony Baselli was – he probably is more accomplished in that short span than a lot of guys ever were in, in an entire career. So 
I, I hope he gets in because I think what it does is it it it, it breaks that that ice for Jacksonville players, especially during that era. You can't tell me Jimmy Smith wasn't a Hall of Fame wide receiver, and you can't tell me that Fred Taylor ain't a Hall of Fame running back. I mean, you could argue it all day, but those are two guys that if you ask the guys that played against them, they would tell you how great they were. If you can't look at the tape and see it, I'm sorry. And, and sometimes it's it's usually the guys that cover the team here. Some of them are because you know some some you know it's hard to sometimes say that your own guy is great when you see him all the time especially when it's not attached to a lot of winning. But I think people not associated with Jacksonville have a, a bigger appreciation for Fred and Jimmy than, than some of the hometown people do. I really do believe that. And um, I think it's a good year to, to break the ice. It, it'll finally be some good stuff happening. We're already there with Urban Meyer. And we're already there with Trevor Lawrence. We're already there with fans buying tickets up at a, at a high rate. Uh, you know, a lot of good stuff. I, I want to see and hear a lot of good stuff for Jacksonville, and this will be and this will be good for Tony too. I think he he earns it. He's handled it with class. The fact that he he didn't make it, but I, I think he's a competitor. I've talked to him a lot, and and I really believe that he he's 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 continuing to be a classy person by saying it doesn't bother him, but. I think the the competitor inside of him, if he gets this, I, he might even cry. He won't do it in front of us, but I, I really do think that this means a lot to him and his family, especially with a guy who was that good and had his career cut short by things that had no he had no control over. I, I think it really does put a stamp and validate his career the way it should be, and that's just my opinion. I hope one day Jacksonville native Leroy Butler, even though Leroy is a uh, Green Bay Packer, I I still I, I'm fond of Leroy because I played against him in high school. Well, I, I wouldn't necessarily ca- categorize what I did. I was on the field while he was on the field. He probably didn't, he didn't play against me. You know what I'm saying? I was 147 pounds soaking wet. Leroy Butler was 200 pounds in high school. I was out there while he was out there. How about that? A little self-deprecation there. But I, I want to see that Jacksonville native get into. We, we've had some good good players. Good players come out of Jacksonville. There's some still playing right now in the NFL in the playoffs. So, yeah, man, let's uh, let's root for Tony Baselli and hope that that opens the the doors up a little bit and cracks that door wide enough to acknowledge some guys that played with him, some of his teammates and his peers, and Fred Taylor and Jimmy Smith also down the road. We got to get one in first. We get one in, we can get everybody else in. I was glad that they at least announced those guys and Fred was a, a semifinalist. Because you didn't have to get one in to to acknowledge the other ones, but I think if if one cracks that door open, people can really look back at that small era of Jacksonville uh, football and really take a look at Fred Taylor's career, Jimmy Smith's career, and realize how dominant they were as players. And like I said, all you got to do is ask. Just ask the guys that played uh, with them and against them. That's all you got to do. When you get that, you know. When that happens, that's when you know, man. That's when you know when other guys start talking about it. I'm serious. So here on a Tuesday, we just made our pledge for Tony Baselli to to make it to the Hall of Fame, and I hope that that happens. I really do hope that that happens. It would be another feel-good story for the, for the organization and for the franchise as a whole and something else to celebrate because everybody's looking forward. Everybody's looking ahead, and they should be. 
but it's nice sometimes too to take a look backwards. With these final four games coming up this weekend, you're going to need all of the advice you can get. So I'm going to tell you about Locked On Bets. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q, my partner, and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking basketball, football, NBA, and these playoff games too this weekend, the over, the under, who's going to win the game. This is big time now. So you subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get podcasts. It's good stuff. Do that. Please subscribe to Locked On Bets so you can get the pertinent information that you need in order to make a good quality bet this weekend. So you can put some money in your pocket, man. Who doesn't want more cash? Who doesn't want to be right and then get paid just to be right, right? I know I do. I love being right. I'm not right all the time, but when I am, I sure will tell you about it. That's a fact. What we're going to do, man, is uh, I'm going to tell you about a couple of things that I'm right about also. And then we're going to come back and we'll talk more about the Jaguars and their staff. I want to talk about 3-4 and 4-3 alignment because that stuff has come up a lot lately. I'll tell you why why it has some value, but it's not more important than the bigger picture. We'll do that in just a second here on Locked on Jaguars. I have to tell you about Built Bar. I got some in the mail, man. I got a care package, and I have a variety, all 18 flavors, and I am absolutely loving them. My wife is looking at me like I'm cheating, like why are you eating all that candy? And why are you eating that cake? It's not candy. It's not cake. It's a protein bar, but it sure looks and tastes like one. But you can eat this guilt-free because Built Bar is for the health conscious. Very, very high in protein, low in sugar, low in carbs, and low in calories. You're going to love it with 18 different flavors, flavors that you don't see every day. So that's why you need to go to BuiltBar.com and enter the promo code LOCKEDON, which is one word, and you'll get 20% off of your next order. That's right, LOCKEDON. It's one word. You go to BuiltBar.com and you're going to get 20% off of your next order of Built Bars. Get that protein up in you, man. Keep those carbs and sugar off of you and those calories and enjoy those Built Bars. They're easily easily maintained and you can easily carry them around. You can put it in your purse, your pocket, and just whenever you get that need for something that tastes good, pull it out and eat a Built Bar and you won't regret it. BuiltBar.com with a locked on promo code gets you 20% off. I keep telling you guys about making you some money, about the difference between being right and broke and being right and paid. The difference is betonline.ag. That's right. I'll say it again. Betonline. Dot .ag it's where you need to go if you're going to make a bet and get paid. It's the only place that we trust and that's where I go. All right? There's only one place. It's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code locked on, one word, and you'll get a 50% off welcome bonus of your original deposit. Don't sit on the sideline, man. It's get in on the action. You don't have to be a non-participant. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive 50% off as a welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Visit our good friends and exclusive partner at, at betonline underscore AG to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. And this is on social media. Sign up for a free account and use the promo code locked on, one word, for your sign up bonus. It's hashtag betonline. All right, man, so looking at 
the fact that they're filling the staff up this weekend or or uh, this week, they're starting to do more and more interviews and get with more coaches. And looking at the names that they're bringing in, what I see, especially defensively, is versatility. I see uh, a lot of experience and I see versatility. So I was looking at a couple of articles where everyone's favorite retired or semi-retired or doesn't want to be retired defensive coordinator, Wade Phillips, was talking about alignment. And while he prefers a 3-4 alignment, it's not really an emphasis on that in itself. He prefers a 3-4 because he thinks you can incorporate more pass rushers. Um. And I can understand that, obviously, if you know the principles of both defenses. But the thing is, is it's more about getting the most out of each individual player because he runs his 3-4 a little bit different. He does a lot of one-gapping, where there's a lot of two-gapping with the standard 3-4 defense. And he does that because there are guys that have different types of ability. And you want to use whatever alignment or, or have them do whatever technique that gets the most out of that ability. So – I don't get caught up as much on alignment as I get caught up on assignment. I get caught up on how you use your talent. Because if you look at the NFL playoffs right now, the two NFC teams, the two NFC teams, uh, Green Bay and the Rams, they run whatever they have to run to get, you know, they're listed as three, four teams. But when you really look at them, man, you know, they got guys standing up all over the place, you know. Uh, I'm sorry, it's not the Rams. It's, it's Green Bay and Tampa. Tampa's a 3-4 team and Green Bay is a whatever, you know. Uh, but even the Rams. The Rams were a team that were doing the same thing, and that's why I got caught up in that because I was thinking about the fact that in the NFC you had more teams running sort of hybrid defenses where they were just getting the most out of their players. And in the, in, in, in the AFC, it's the flip side. In the AFC, what you have with Kansas City and Buffalo, the two teams remaining, and the reason I'm associating these championship games with – this conversation is because, well, those teams are still alive and those teams are going to win. So those AFC teams both run a 4-3. But it's not your standard 4-3 over with a big big end and all of that stuff. See, that's what – running those shell defenses is what got the Jaguars in trouble. Trying to fit guys into your defense as opposed to building your defense around your personnel. And that's what has most of the fans having this hang-up and this hangover with the Jaguars is because – well, the bottom line is, man, they, they keep running. It looks like they're running the same thing, and, and it's looked like they're just trying to go out and get pieces and parts to fit the defense as opposed to just taking war daddies and football players and say, you know what, he does this well. I'm going to ask him to do that, and how can we fit this into our framework? And he does this well. And that's where I was going with Wade Phillips, and that's where I was going uh, where I'm going here. John Shipley wrote a good article in SI, SI about it, and I've been talking about it for like a week to not focus so much on alignment like, okay, well, who's Urban going to interview and I don't want a guy that does this. No, what you should want is you should want a guy that knows how to do whatever it takes to get production out of the team. That's it. So these are guys that are versatile. These are guys that, like Joe Cullen, he's run a 4-3, he's run 3-4, he's run a a 3-4 but then shows up as a four-man front in Baltimore. You just know how to get the most out of the player. You don't have a cookie-cutter defense and then try to find players to fit that defense. You can have a cookie-cutter identity that's built on speed and toughness, and you've heard Urban Meyer say he wants fast football players. He wants fast guys, and he wants tough guys. So 
you build your thing on speed and toughness and then figure it out. You get the talent in the building and you just put them in position to make plays within a within a structured framework. And I think that's the thing that we have to focus on now that the Jaguars are going to do. And we have to hope that they get the kind of coaches that know exactly what to do and how to do it. And in the past, it feels like that's not, that's not what was going on. In the past, it just really, really felt, it felt a lot like, it really just felt a lot like, you know, we're going to run this defense, we're going to bend, but we're not going to break, and we're going to, you know, this whole, and we'll get a guy who can do it until we can find somebody better. No. I think you need to learn how to find out to get the best out of each individual player. And when that player goes out and somebody else comes in, well, that guy doesn't have to do what that guy did. That guy can do what he does best. This is called identifying your players and understanding and having your finger on the pulse of the team. All right, coming up tomorrow, you can hear another episode of Locked on Jaguars, but I'll also be on Locked on NFL with James Rapine on Wednesday. That's every Wednesday, so check that out. It's a little bit of national taste. I got a feeling your Jaguars will be mentioned, though, because they've been pretty much in the news uh, for the last couple of weeks now, and I don't think that's going to stop, so make sure you tune into that. Uh, wherever you get your podcast, and please subscribe. Tell your friends to come along. I do appreciate uh, all of you guys tuning in to Locked On Jaguars here every day because it's your team every day, and you can subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Until tomorrow, you guys take care, man, and maybe we'll have an announcement that we might have a defense coordinator tomorrow. If not tomorrow, then maybe by Thursday. But until then, take care, enjoy, and take care of each other.